0: Well, I guess I'll just start talking then. Um,
1: I'm good with that. Yeah, let's go. So,
0: this is the first episode of Fight with Mike. It's something uh, that, that it took is. years and cost millions of lives, but we've we've <laughs> finally been able to get to this point. Um,
1: yeah, you know, I I just can't
0: believe we're really
1: here. You know, it's a, I
0: know it's it's the first. This is this is a truly a historic day. I think so. I know? think that we'll look back on this day. You know, a thousand episodes from now when we're. Lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills, and you know, it, think back on these humble like, beginnings. Of
1: I think when um, I think when historians are looking back at May twenty twenty, they're going to be thinking, "Wow, that was the first episode of the Fight with Mike podcast right. they recorded."
0: That was that the day one. everything changed. There, there will be
1: literally there will be literally no other important historical events, right? That they'll be talking.
0: I about. I mean, it's um, like the birth of Christ and then Fight with Mike.
1: Birth of Christ, Fight with Mike. I maybe if there was some kind of like some kind of global pandemic going on that would take precedence but like as far as I know none of that's happening right so I don't like,
0: think that's I don't we're think basically that's, the
1: most important thing that's ever happened
0: I don't think that stuff's ever real that's all just media fabrication yeah.
1: so yeah I, I mean all right. and for folks I'm who I'm just glad there's nothing for the, important
0: for the um for the uh the one or two listeners we may have for this um, that was a joke so so one thing you know I thought we would talk about you know the origins of this idea a little bit i think that
2: yeah i don't yeah.
0: know actually the, i think the real origin for this was mom saying to us i'm tired of you guys fucking arguing oh by the way this is gonna be <laughs> ma all the way so ship his cut motherfucker yeah. and tits this is uh this is not <laughs> for go. kids so you know kids if you're listening i'm gonna say fuck a lot oh, i did it again it's so,
1: for uh it's for it's for you know Mid twenties neck beards.
2: <laughs> That's the
1: audience we're <laughs> going for, I think. <laughs> so, so you know what?
0: You know what? I'm, uh, I'm all good with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I've, no, I think I work with a few of those now. Um or probably mid thirties yeah. at this point, but
1: uh, I, I probably would be one if I could grow a beard, but
0: that's fair. I me too. Well, I guess I'm,
1: I'd yeah. be, I'd be an early twenties neck beard, not a mid twenties. neck. I, beard. I took
0: a shot back in the day at growing a mullet, but it didn't really pan out. I was trying to go for the Bono. That look. sounds,
1: yeah. that sounds horrendous.
0: Oh, it was bad. It was <laughs> really bad, but I, I gave it a good shot, you know, and, and, um, you know, uh, Bono turned out to be safe after all. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to come up on him style wise. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I really think the credit for this whole idea goes to your mom, because yeah, she said I'm tired of you guys fucking arguing about, and she would never say fuck, but I'm tired of you guys arguing about nerd stuff. Yeah. You know, you guys should should you know record this and post it as a podcast and make some money off it. I'm like, all right, well, I just want to talk nerd shit with my son. Why not record yeah. it and put it on the web? I, and if anybody likes it, then we'll do more. And actually, even if they well, don't like it, we'll do more because fuck them.
1: Part, part of the genesis came from the Mike and Andy reviews too, right? Oh, that's we did, right.
2: That's right. We were
0: doing because we do
1: we've done for a while, I should say, like these little short reviews of movies whenever we go we go out and see them. So it's like, you know, we we can talk for the last few ones we've talked for like a while because we started live streaming them, right? And like eventually, we were just like, you know, it, it's a combination of that and the fact that we always argue about different weird nerd things so yeah we eventually but- just uh you know we had we've been trying for years to sit down and fucking record this and it just you know it literally has been years right to
0: pass. i mean it, it, i think it's been like two years it's been like since two years we've been talking about this and i'm like you're like well I'm, I'm busy i got school and i'm like all right well that's important yeah and then you'll say
1: so i guess dad uh, when are we
0: gonna record i'll say uh, i'm fucking swamped with work so maybe someday i guess
1: if nothing if nothing else Corona Apocalypse brought about the fight with Mike podcast
0: coronavirus so. bringing families together to make podcasts there you go silver
1: so, silver linings yeah
0: all right so, so let's
1: talk about um sort of what the whole premises is of this podcast. Or well,
0: premise, the premise, premises... I was going to say so premises is be like is the house like we're a, at. So that's the one house, thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That we got that out of the way. <laughs> but, uh, but the premise is the premise. Andrew? So, we are nerds.
1: I don't think that's a surprise. Um Wait, what? And
0: what do nerds like to do? Wait, well, can you can you Wait, uh, wait, dial that back. What are you What are you calling a nerd, motherfucker?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to say that you're just a uh, a cool and totally hip to the game uh, young man.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: Oh, all right, that's better. All right, continue. Totally, totally hip. That's me. Anyway, so if there's one thing that nerds love to do, it's argue about inconsequential uh, inconsequential shit. So, with that said, we're basically gonna argue about inconsequential shit on this show. Um, mainly, well, I guess, depending on if we ever talk politics, maybe consequential shit,
2: but I, I, I have,
1: as of now, I have
0: bullet points, <laughs> I could, I could say.
1: Oh, yeah, go All ahead. Right. Go so say whatever
0: you like. We will fight slash discuss different subjects. Uh, yeah. it could be movies, like you were saying, movies, TV, politics, pretty much anything that floats our boat, uh, mostly movies and TV and specifically very, very really nerdy shit. So that's probably going to be it. We're not limited to that, but it's probably going to be mostly what it is about because that's what we like. That's just what we like, people. It's what we do. It is the bread and butter
1: of the Fight with Mike podcast. Since episode one, it's been... Circa
0: 2020, (laughs) back in the day, right? That's been our bread and butter since since today. So, um, and that's pretty much it. And I think, like, you know... um, It's a family show, meaning that you can't have your kids listen to it, but at the same time, family meaning we'll have family and friends on. Um, It's a family picture. Yeah. You know, we'll have, (laughs) you know, with lots of, you know, kids and that kind of shit, you know, we'll just, uh, yeah, you know, good time stuff, old time shit. Yeah. Because people fucking love that. Um, Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so... um, that's pretty much it. So I guess I guess with that, yeah. uh, Andrew, I guess what are we going to
1: be getting into
0: it? Yeah, what are we talking so today, about today?
1: Today, um, today on Fight with Mike. I may, yeah, I may or may not be recording an intro for this, so this might be totally unnecessary. But today we are talking about Thanos versus the Joker, particularly Heath Ledger's portrayal in The Dark Knight. Which one is the better cinematic supervillain? Now, in the purple suit corner, we have Mike Seco arguing what I think to be the uh, the standard position, that the Joker is the superior of the two. And the humble underdog, the purple skin corner, the uh, weird chin corner. Nut not chin. You have myself. He, yeah, what is it? He has like the, the, nut the scrotum section. chin or something. <laughs> right. ball, ball sack chin, yeah. Right. The ball sack chin corner is none other than the genius himself, the young, scrappy, uh, IQ of 400 genius, Andrew Joseph Seiko. Now, Mike, yeah. let's talk a little bit about these two movies, because these are both some very, uh, you know, they're, they're they're pretty important movies, I think. Yep. Not 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 necessarily, you know, to like the art of cinema. Well, I mean, but they're they're Im- culturally important, important on a
0: relative movies. scale.
1: Yeah, that well, I think they I think they're to some degree culturally important movies because it's like these kind of represent the best of a specific trend in cinematic history, right? So like back then... I've heard I've heard it said a lot that the superhero movie is like the western of the modern day
0: basically. I've never right? heard that said, but okay.
1: Really? Anyway, the premise being that, like, you know, random genres can sort of trend up in popularity and become, like, very ubiquitous at certain times, basically. Um, You know, I'm sure the superhero film will die out eventually, like the Western, but right now, we may... It remains to be seen if we're still in the glory days. Um, You know, Endgame may have changed up the dynamic. It might have been the death knell of the superhero movie a little bit. But, um... So these two are kind of... I think two of the more important
0: uh, marks of the genre. You know what I mean? Yeah, and um, sorry, I just didn't want to speak over you. So, yeah, no, no. Yeah, um, I think for sure I would I would call them now just, and I didn't have this kind of noted down because I did take some notes when we where we rewatch these, but but uh, you could almost consider them bookends. So I consider the Dark Knight to be what. You know, so the the precursor to Dark Knight was Batman Begins, which was mm-hmm. was, and we've had that discussion. That may be another episode. Um, that that's a good, that was a really fun, good Batman movie. Yeah, it's really solid. Then the Dark Knight came along, and kicked the living shit out of every superhero movie that came before it. Uh, it kind the Dark the Dark Knight kind of legitimized.
1: Superhero movies, I guess, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? In a
0: certain way, and I, and I think we'll save a little bit of this for later. But um, I what I was gonna, what I really just wanted to say was that so that kind of, that kind of um, that kind of redefined what the genre was capable of, and kind yeah. of launched things off. Um, and really, when you think about it, that year you had, I think, Dark Knight and you had Iron Man come out. Uh, yeah, it was 08. Iron That's Man crazy. wasn't really a game changer at the time. Well, but, well,
1: Iron Man was a game changer because Iron Man was like one of the movies that first did well enough to continue well financing them. Do you in, know in, what I mean? In
0: retrospect, Iron Man was a game changer. I think at the time, yeah. Iron Man was a very good movie that people did not expect to happen, and that I'm not that saying did...
1: Iron Man is like high, high art, right. but it's fun. Beb, 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 it's beb, well beb, done. Beb,
0: beb, beb, beb. Wait for it. Shush. Okay. Zip it, Zip Scott. Yeah, <laughs> to the same place. So it's almost like we're related. So
1: yeah, you could say that. What I meant
0: was, so immediately when the Dark Knight came out, you had the, immediately people saying like, this kind of changes the game, literally. When Iron Man came out, I mean, eventually it led to the whole string of MCU movies that came out, and I, you know, MCU was planning these things. You know, Kevin Feige was planning all this stuff, I think, but. But if you listen to them talk about it, they had, had, you know, he wanted to do this stuff, but they had no idea if Iron Man was going to be successful and all that stuff. And I don't really want to talk about that stuff too much yet. I just wanted to point out that I feel like Dark Knight immediately kind of changed the game and showed what the genre was capable of. And then 10 years later, you know, post-Iron Man and the whole MCU series and Infinity War and Endgame kind of bookending it saying, you know, to your point, like, is this to be kind of the end of the golden age of comic movies? I kind of, maybe, but uh, I feel like um, that's that's the end of that first chapter that started with Dark Knight. Dark Knight kind of said, this is what a real blockbuster can be. And then the end of the whole first few phases of the MCU, the conclusion of that kind of bookends that. And honestly, I don't know if that'll ever... Infinity War was like a... Go ahead. What, what were you gonna say?
1: Oh, well, I so was Infinity gonna say War that Infinity War is kind of like.
0: <laughs> okay, you really go ahead this time. <laughs>
1: Keep talking. About... Okay, Infinity War is kind of like in 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 the sense of what you're saying as a bookend. It really is that because it's it's kind of a, a cinematic event in that it's the culmination of an unprecedented effort of tying together so many different franchises for such a long time. I mean, the movie is literally ten years of movies in that that essentially form a series together culminating and and you know
0: motherfucker are you stealing my bag. notes because that's right in my notes god damn it i feel oh, like you, well i mean you you, I, oh, you I, son of a bitch
1: it's my it's my iq it's my 400 <laughs> iq i'm just thinking i'm
0: look
1: look you're playing checkers i'm playing 4d chess that's just how it goes i'm young I'm young. I can I can think of this shit on the fly. I don't need these notes. I know, but um, I'm,
0: I'm I'm old and I I need notes. But anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I derailed you. What was your thought? Fo- what was your thought again? It,
1: it just that it's you know it, it it's sort of the ultimate bookend in terms of in terms of things and how it it culminated the whole MCU experience and kind of left a lot of people feeling like yeah that's the end. I'm good to jump off the train now. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, and I, and I think that going forward, you know that that's gonna be. That's the test, right? What's the longevity of the MCU after the Infinity War and Endgame? Um, yeah. You know, bookend of that whole early phases of of, of MCU. Um, I'd love to see more Spider-Man. I love I love Tom Holland
1: as Spider-Man, but we'll see where that. We'll goes. We'll
0: see where that goes. I mean, they, there's a lot of things up in the air between all the bullshit. Um, oh my god! Fights between thing Sony and Marvel and all that stuff. Because Sony, honestly, I feel like they just can't wait to fuck up another franchise. So yeah, I feel I feel like that's their mission in life. Um, hey, I mean, they
1: already did it with Venom.
0: I didn't even see Venom, but I, actually, I heard Venom was pretty good, but I have no
1: uh, desire to see oh, it. So, I don't agree with that. But it hasn't
0: been good enough um, to draw me in yet. So. I'm not saying yeah. something because you know I'm a whore for this stuff. So,
1: as as am I. I mean, I no. I, I, see I think the whole of origin
0: it. of this podcast is that is that um, I I have no standards and you have some. So
1: <laughs> no, but like I still I still see I still see most yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, most of the time, like they still have both of our money. It's just whether or not we'll both like it. Because I don't know you you you're you tend to enjoy things more readily than i do
2: well
0: yeah, I, I, I think it's a, a different perspective hate. like and you know not to sound like the old fuck which i am but it's kind of like um you know you're when i was your age you know and early and younger right like no seriously like when i when when the modern blockbusters started is when i was like 10 right so i was 10 when star wars came yeah. out i was 8 when jaws came out and so my whole formative years, and most people my age have the same story, right? They were drawn in by that that early golden age of Lucas and Spielberg films of, you know, you had Star Wars, then you had, um, you know, uh, Empire Strikes Back and Raiders, and then, you know, um, the Back to the Future series, and all these these movies that just, you know, defined our youth. Um, And for me the reason I bring that up is for me, maybe my bar is a little lower because, you know, at that age, you know, I, yeah, I was kind of like you in the sense that, you know, this sucked or this was great. There really wasn't any middle ground, right? Um, And I, I was probably a little more demanding that way, but now, you know, that I'm old and closer to death. No, just kidding. Um, Now that (coughs) that I'm older, I just, I kind of want the thrill ride. I want, I mean, when I saw, um, you know, the first pass at Spider-Man back in the early 2000s, which was very good. Uh, the first two movies were very good anyway. Um, I, you know, that was kind of the start of the modern, uh, and X-Men, really, that was kind of the start of, like, re- you know, kind of recapturing my youth, you know, the things that excited me as a kid, just done in a way that, as an adult, I could appreciate even more. And so, when the Marvel movies really kicked in, and quite frankly, I'm sure it's it's been documented, you know, for both... Um, corporate financial reasons and other like marvel was starting with their b list of of characters and i didn't give a shit about iron man and captain america and thor as much as i (laughs) did like like, x-men i was about
1: to say raise raise your hand if you'd heard of thor before the movie (laughs) came out. well
0: i mean i had (laughs) but it was like yeah whatever you know fuck it but um, i mean the
1: thor movies aren't that amazing anyway but
0: yeah, I think the only one that's really great is They're Ragnarok. That's kind of the weak links, yeah. in my opinion, I, for
1: most of I think the, ironically,
0: the the, the th- Thor defies conventions because the third movie was the best. So yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Which is weird, that, right?
1: It's that that trilogy arc is so bizarre. Yeah, it's like it's like one was like middling, eh, you know, right. it's not great, and then like two was just dog shit, and then Thor three was like. a a riot you know it wasn't like i i I wasn't like blown blown away by it but like i had a lot of fun with it yeah i thought it was enjoyable especially compared to the other ones like they really just went batshit with thor 3 pretty much you know where they were like they were like yeah you know what um this is a movie about a thunder wielding superhuman from space (laughs) so uh we're just gonna go crazy and take the guardians of the galaxy approach which i think they should have always done before but you know they didn't realize that that was a viable option at the time well, i don't think well
0: yeah i mean honestly i mean i think we've talked about this in the past too which but which is just that you know i think both of us thought guardians was going to suck when we heard about it like there's no way they're pulling this I, off i i had no
1: idea how they were going to pull off a movie a talking with fox rocket, right? rocket <laughs> raccoon i was like i was like how are they going to do that yeah. it's like i don't know anyway we're digressing now, anyway
0: yeah that, um, that's going to happen a lot because that's how these conversations go but but i think that yeah. just to move on so we kind of talked about how you know what these movies kind of represented at least in our perspective of kind of you know a kickoff and a conclusion of this phase of kind of a golden era of comic book movies um And kind of what they mean to us, both as you from kind of a younger audience perspective and me from kind of the older audience, kind of reliving their youth a little. But I think to dig into it a little bit. So specifically, we're looking at these two characters from um, the perspective of two movies. Obviously, one is Dark Knight. Um, The other being Infinity Infinity War, War. mainly because... Endgame
1: Endgame does not count in this this analysis.
0: Yeah, because... because...
1: The Thanos in Endgame and the Thanos in Infinity War are not the same characters. Well, the Thanos...
0: Thanos is... I mean, Infinity War is Thanos' story, right? I mean, that's...
1: Yes. yeah. yeah. Well, I'd argue... I'd personally argue, and I think most people would argue, that he is the villain protagonist of the movie.
0: Well, actually... as an avid listener of Fat Man Beyond the Kevin Smith and um, Mark Bernarden podcast, I like the way Mark put it, which is that Infinity War is Thanos's hero, hero's journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, villain protagonist—that's what it right. is. He's he's he is the protagonist and also the. Villain it's
0: large. It's largely told through his eyes. Yes, and so
1: I well well look at I look at it this way. It's like every scene that he that he's the common denominator, you know what I mean? It's like there's a, there's several different stories happening at the same time, and the only through line is the fact that is is Thanos' journey of finding the Infinity Stones, basically.
0: Right, so it's, it's all about... I mean, very little is told from the other perspectives. And really, when you think about it, you know, and I, this is not my idea, but, I mean, it's... You know, he is... Overcoming obstacles to achieve his lifelong vision, right? So he is—he is, you know, he is being thwarted at different turns, and he pays a great price, right? So he—he makes a big sacrifice to achieve his goal that he truly believes in.
1: Oh, I I feel like we should say now, full spoilers, right?
0: Oh yeah, if you haven't seen these movies, fuck off. Uh, Turn it off. Yeah, like,
1: like, uh, here's the thing: these movies are either two years old or. In the case of Dark Knight, twelve years old. So, um, if you haven't seen him yet, then it's on you if you get spoiled.
0: Well, not only that, if you haven't seen these movies yet, I don't know what you're doing listening to this. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, yeah, true, if, true you, if you're if you're not at least slightly nerdy or related to us, I don't know why you're listening to this. So
2: here's okay.
1: here's the other thing though: you should definitely, particularly watch like if you're if you're just randomly listening to this, um, particularly watch Dark Knight because Dark Knight is just a really good movie. Even if you don't like superhero movies, I'd still recommend Dark Knight. Yeah. Because it's just a great-ass movie. I'm, well, I'm going to ask
0: you to put a pin in that one until we get sorry. to it. So, well, mainly because the I think what we decided on here to how to talk about these is, so we have those two movies, and yeah. we're going to talk about each of them a little bit, and then we'll have the actual quote-unquote argument. Um, yeah. And so the first one up is Infinity War, so that, for folks who have been living under a rock... That was the 2018 film that, as I put in my notes, quote made all the money in very little time.
1: It was a pretty, uh, a pretty inconsequential film.
0: Yeah, yeah, it kind of was an indie film. It's not under, it under the radar. It under the radar.
1: there wasn't really a big ad campaign for sure. it or anything.
0: Honestly, I don't think they um, needed an ad campaign to think. I think their their marketing budget wasn't that big. No, <laughs> everybody well, knew no, that movie is- was covered.
1: This is the genius. The genius yeah. of the MCU is that the MCU movies are the advertisements right. for themselves. Right. Hey, that's the whole genius. Do you want to see it.
0: the next Avengers movie? Well, you have to have watched the first Ant Man movie or whatever the fuck it is. So right. Yeah. yeah. So I have some notes on this to kind of kick off Infinity War. Sure, so sure. one is we kind of said it already. This is the culmination of the ten years of the MCU. Right. This is the big end of end of decade party um, for building up a 20-plus movie arc that really was kind of just, just that achievement was a stroke of genius, um, yeah. mainly because, and you and I have talked about this before. This isn't in my notes, but I'll say it quickly, which is the genius of the MCU is that they understand that you can't treat every property the same. You gotta let them that, breathe and have their own style, but you can still it's connect that, them and through. It's also, yeah.
1: Yes, it's it's that, and it's also that. Um, I think a key thing that the MCU does that the new DCEU has been doing or, or has been failing to do is that the MCU put in the fucking work. You know what I mean? Like, right. they every character in this movie. There's like a hundred characters in this movie, right. and they're it. They're they're all already fully developed because they've all already had their own separate franchises basically like they've put in, they've laid a massive groundwork in order for these characters to make enough sense to the point where we can be going through a movie where there's a million of them and you barely even have to introduce them at all because they're just, you know, they're just known. Like anybody coming into the movie pretty much already knows what they are, what they stand for, Mm -hmm. you know, their whole mission statement, mm-hmm. and and it's it's not even like when Infinity War starts. There's an easy, like there, there's an easy to understand world happening, right? Because the world of the MCU at the start of Infinity War is probably in its most volatile state that it has ever been in, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> because of you know the the whole civil war situation, mm-hmm. where it's coming off the heels of that, and like the Avengers effectively have broken up, like. I don't even think... The Avengers aren't even an official entity in Infinity War Well, I think you
0: have... No, I think you have the Avengers, but I think that, you know, they aren't, you know, the original... uh, So basically you had that that schism in in Civil War and um, that they haven't recovered from yet. And... um, uh, I was going to say, but so you have, I think Stark kind of leading the Avengers and they're still an entity, yeah. but they're not, they're not full strength, right? They're not, they're not, they don't consist of the, of the full set of, 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 uh, characters, right? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I mean, mainly, um, you know, you, you, if you've seen the movies, the individual character movies stand on their own. And they also thread together to build this whole story. And if you listen to those guys, they read the articles about how it was built and all that, I mean, they really had no idea it was going to go this far. I mean, Iron Man was kind of, they were, at the end of Iron Man, after they finished it, they thought they had a hit on their hands. They went back and got Sam Jackson to film that post credit scene where he, where he mentions yeah. the Avengers. And that kind of really spitballed and snowballed Yeah, and the then all thing. the nerds
1: came in their pants and were like, when's it coming? When's it oh, coming? Oh, yeah, I
0: mean, I had to change my yeah. underwear on the spot. It was pretty, you know, yeah. like, what? Um, so, but yeah, so, I mean, in my notes here, it's kind of touching on what you said. I said, so basically, um, you know, because of what you said in the sense that, you know, you don't, you don't need the backstory of the characters. You just jump in and start telling story. Um, there's not a lot of depth of, of, of development to it. It's really just, you just jump in and it's just action, right? You're, you know, who, um, you know who Thanos is. You know who all the characters are. Now, is he going to achieve his objective or not? Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing I had is this is just the, to reference my childhood, the giant sized annual mega fight. This is like every character everywhere in the world, everywhere at the yeah. MCU, kind of all going at it in spectacular well, fashion.
1: I think something that's important to mention about this movie is like revisiting it you can't get the same feeling but like when I first was sitting there in the theater watching this movie I knew somewhere in my head that it wasn't gonna end well for the Avengers because we know you know you know going in that there's another movie coming and there's they're probably gonna undo whatever happens in this one but then but I
0: remember seeing this like, with you even
1: seeing the scene even seeing the <laughs> scene like I shat myself you know yeah what I,
0: mean? well, I remember like, I went to see this with you for the first time it was you and Sammy right and, and we walked out of the theater going, what the fuck? That was the most depressing ending I've ever seen. And you, right. and you walked and it's out like- knowing, like, okay, well, again, spoiler alert, watching Tom Holland disappear, you're, you're thinking, you're immediately, it, it, was, it was hard to watch and devastating. But then you realize two seconds later, wait, the Spider-Man 2 is coming out in six months. So you know all this stuff is, you know, and it's a comic book movie, but it was so well done. And so well performed that you still get caught up in it, and just that moment where these even, characters you've been following for ten years, and you, yeah. even as an adult in his fifties, oh, I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but you know, you're, <laughs> you're follow, you know, you, you're still affected by it. The performances are that good. I mean, it, you know, uh, Tom Holland dying in in Tony Stark's arms. I mean, as a parent, you watch that, and you know, his he's about that character is supposed to be about the same age as as you know. Adam, right, your brother, and I, I'm just watching that, and I'm 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 devastated. Jesus you know, I mean, that's trippy. Well, you, the thing is, that's what I mean. Like, so there's certain <laughs> things that come. That. So, part of this whole podcast is, is it's a generational perspective, right? You're coming at it from a youth perspective, somebody yeah. who hasn't hasn't had, you know, the story arc that I've had as, as <laughs>
2: right. having
0: had kids and raised a family. And one of the most devastating things you could ever imagine is is that is losing. A child. I'm knocking on wood right now because I know that's totally effective. Um, But you know that to watch that, even if it's just in a film, I mean, I don't care how it's depicted—TV, film, whatever—that is—that always gets to a parent. And that was hard to watch. And then you walk out of that. I just remember walking out of the theater with you guys, and we're we're all going like, "Yeah, so yay, that that was fun, (laughs) right?" Yeah. And now I got to wait a year. Okay.
1: It was just it. It was a really crazy experience. You know what I mean? I, I, I just was, you know. It and and the I think that's just the whole audience rea- like the audience reaction on the whole. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a very and and that's what surprises me is that even with the meta knowledge that this is not permanent, it still was just as effective. Right. You know, like. Uh, The movie itself was still very, very effective and and emotional. Um, And it's just like, you know, that's an achievement. And then the other achievement, I think, is how much they managed to invest people in a CG character. Because Thanos, uh, for those who aren't aware... um, (laughs) Wait, he's not real? real. He's not
0: real? (laughs) Yeah. There's not
1: actually a... um, there's not actually a ten foot tall giant. Well, with a scrotum chain.
0: actually, Andrew, I know, um, I know also in my notes, I have that Josh Brolin, who played Thanos, he went through a serious training. It was him. He was in a, went a tr- serious training regimen. Yeah, had his yeah. chin surgically altered, and his skin dyed purple, and also was grown to twelve feet tall. So, <laughs> yeah. but then he he had to you know reverse that to go back to regular acting. So. It was, um, yeah, yeah it must have been, of, It must have cost a lot of a weights involved with that. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. See,
1: they actually had him throwing around a real Hulk. Sure. Um, in one
0: it's, a it it's, fiction, right? it's a documentary. It's not fiction. It's
1: a documentary. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, anyway,
1: faster than FTL space flight. Uh, space flight is real. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: um, anyway,
0: but so uh, I wanted. So part of Infinity War and the Marvel movies in general is is. Um, you know the humor that's involved, and so yeah. I I had some some uh, in my section of notes called awesome lines. I have. There's a lot of good lines. All right, in this movie. I have uh, space, the subtitle when they're cutting over. To- <laughs> yeah, 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 that's funny. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. I one of I, one of my favorite
1: my favorite moments is um it's it's a few lines, but it's when <laughs> they're doing the plan where they're they're having. And, and like this is one of those things where you're like oh they know their audience because it's it's when they're they're shoving ebony maw out of the spaceship mm-hmm. um to save dr <laughs> strange right. and and peter's basically like oh you mean like an aliens
2: yeah. <laughs> because yeah.
1: of the scene with the alien queen where they throw out of the airlock and it's like it's one of those scenes where you're like oh this guy's being basically an audience surrogate character because right. he's the nerd, and that's immediately what all of the oh, nerds I, are thinking The part I when... took from
0: that, because also from my older, <laughs> old guy perspective, was he goes, yeah, you know from that really old movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah no, fuck off, you is little it, isn't
1: there? Isn't there a line where Tony's like, you know, the kid's seen more movies or something? Yeah,
0: yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: that's a good, that's a great all one. All right,
0: so I got another There's one. Just a lot of Another one. This is Rocket. Movie. Protecting your reality, douchebag.
1: Yeah, that's
0: a good line too. Uh, I have broke up like a band. Yes, um, and probably one of my favorites through the whole movie. You're one sandwich away from being fat.
1: <laughs> when was this? When was this? That I was when, when um, was.
0: they uh, pick up Thor. Oh, Peter and
1: Peter, Peter Quill, Peter Quill right? is having yeah.
0: a hard time, you know, dealing with everybody like fawning over. Um, actually, that scene had most of the great lines because, you know, he's he's like trying to. You know, make himself relevant and you know i was like i'm 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 dealt is like rock's like you're one sandwich away from being fat
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah uh i had dax's general homoerotic fixation with thor and yes. how thor and they stuck with this god bless him it wasn't just a one-line gag but they kept letting thor call rocket rabbit all the way through the movie
1: yeah that was great um
0: and then uh i don't know who said it but it's Yes, that's what killing you means. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: um, did you have any other lines besides those?
1: I, d- I didn't have really any specific ones. I just there's generally pretty great quip writing. That's been that's always been a strength of the MCU. It's just the the quip writing and the um
2: right. you know, the
1: inter the inter-character banter has always been a good strength. Yeah.
0: So, um and I had general not to dig too much into the Thanos part, but um, actually, we'll—I'll leave that for the end. I put those oh, notes. Oh yeah, we'll, in the, we'll,
1: we'll do that in the yeah. actual fight. We'll talk so about moving it, on
0: to the Dark Knight. Fight. So honestly, um,
1: well, here's here's a good, th- an important thing about Dark Knight is, um, it, uh, Infinity War. It's a fun movie, but it's a little far fetched. You know, oh, just a little. Is that usually uh,
0: your mom's uh, quote there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, for, it's, so it's oh, wait, before far-fetched. you move on. Um, my wife, my lovely wife Nicole, Andrew's mother. Um, we finally she's not a huge fan of these things. I mean, she tolerates them, but yes, we got her to go see the Avengers, and the original, the original Avengers. Avengers, the 2012 movie, the original first team up. And I was like, "All right, well, what'd you think?" And we're walking out, and she goes, "It was all right, but it was a little far fetched." At which point. <laughs> I just kind of stopped in my tracks, and I was like, really? Do you think? <laughs> which part? Was it the realize... alien army, or was it the five you know, super-powered yeah. people running around beating shit up? So <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's moments like that when you realize
0: that not everybody's brain is the uh, same. meant for these movies. Right. <laughs> not everybody's <laughs> you know? wired the same, which is, you know, hey, that that's fine. But that is also yeah. a quote that we have never let her live down. So yes. anyway, so continue. Um, but Dark Knight is not
1: as far-fetched.
0: Um, it's it's a little far fetched. It's so far fetched. Like in the actual
1: but... in the actual sense of the word, it is a little far fetched. Um, but it's far more realistic and and grittier than than um you know than Infinity War. It's not like it's not like Dark Knight is real. It is just more realistic.
0: Um, so I have my take on it.
1: And yeah, what, what's well your take
0: just on to touch it? on what you're saying which is sure it it's it's definitely you know capes right it's definitely yes heroes superheroes and supervillains but it it's cloaked in a realism so you're not looking at a Gotham City set like you were in the 89 Batman yeah. that is completely built up from at, scratch that looks doesn't or or weirdly enough in
1: um in Batman begins which is a weird stylistic change but
0: That's true that's a good out. point but i think that um yeah so you you have like when you're watching that movie it's like you're watching an you know lots large period parts of it feel like you're watching an actual detective or cop's movie where you're just watching you know like a you're like, like a like a gritty 70s like a gritty people. 70s cop movie or something you know yeah.
1: um i mean like half the movies half the movies plot is about taking down the mob not the joker
0: pretty much so yeah like, and no. and uh, and even the parts with the Joker are not. I mean, so to quote a lot of the stuff he says in the movie, it's like you know, you know, uh, my needs are very basic. You know, I'm happy with a little gunpowder and some dynamite. You know, that kind of stuff. Oh, don't worry, I, I'm only burning
2: my. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: So. I mean, even even the stuff he does itself, in and of itself, is not that fantastic, right? The the Batman scenes have more fantastic things in them, like when he when he goes and gets the money guy out of out of Shanghai, yeah. right? That's oh my god, the Skyhook hook, the Skyhook scene. scene. So cool. so, Badass. so a lot of the gadgetry and stuff around Batman is obviously pretty fantastic, but when you're dealing Something... with a Joker, it's pretty down to earth and gritty right there's nothing he oh, well, does but that's super well, here's
1: here's something i want to mention here's something i want to mention is even with the batman action the thing that is great 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 about chris nolan is that if it is, if it is possible to do something practically he does it practically right and it looks fucking awesome right. in this movie they actually flip a truck every other action movie afterwards did it um,
0: but it was cool in this one because they flipped a fucking truck over. Um, yeah, they gave that guy the keys to the Ferrari, and he did not disappoint. He was like fucking yeah. crazy good. It's
1: just fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, like, and, and the fight scenes are. I I believe Christian Bale did the actual. Yeah, fight. he's, he's one of know. those
0: nut jobs who like wants to do everything himself. So sorry yeah, if Christian like, Bale, if you ever listen to this, which I doubt you'll ever do, you know. But I will like to say I'm a huge fan. Number one he would probably scream at us about you probably yell at us uncontrollably and punch yeah. me in the face. But that's okay, because I would say, hey, I got punched in the face by Christian Bale, and that was awesome. Anyway, <laughs> but he uh, he's one of those guys that's kind of method, I think. So I think he likes to do as much of that stuff as he can himself. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I, I don't know about Ledger. Ledger didn't really have to fight that much, but, you know. Uh,
1: I think Ledger is pretty method. I mean, this role arguably killed... No, me. No,
0: no, no. I meant... Um, Actually, well, we'll talk about that later. I don't think it did, but I. But generally, arguably, I yeah, just I, I just mainly meant that he didn't actually have many fight scenes or anything that way. But uh, yeah, oh, but yeah. he totally buried himself in it. Um. So. Yeah, so needless to say, that movie dropped. So we're well, this is what 2008, um, and it for a while was the largest grossing comic book movie. Um, and... Yep. And like we were saying earlier, this was kind of a huge stylistic and storytelling change from the first movie. As you can tell, I'm kind of reading from my notes because I wanted to get I, back to that a little. But I will,
1: I will give you this point immediately off the bat: is that um, Dark Knight is the better it's movie a better film, by
2: a long, by a shot, long by shot, by
1: a long Country Mile. Um, that's not what we're here to argue. That's not about, what we're here to argue. So I'm totally fine conceding it. It and is, and quite honestly, we
0: call this fight with Mike, but I'm totally fine when we agree. <laughs> so
1: we mostly, we honestly agree on more than right, we fight about. But right. it's just like when we get in the weeds. We, oh, it's, we, it's a we total typical
0: a nerd thing where we'll we'll, we'll agree about ninety nine percent, but that one percent we disagree on, we will fucking go to the mat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um,
1: but Dark Knight is just a good ass movie. Like it's it's engaging throughout. It is impossible to turn off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I just, just like one of those movies where you sit down and once you start playing it, you're like, "Well, I'm hooked for the rest of this because it's just it's that just good." It's just
0: that good. I remember like, watching from this... the opening
1: bank robbery scene, yeah, which is just insane. Uh, a, well, I'm, we might talk about this soon, but it is just a perfect character introduction, yeah, um, for the Joker, and then through to the end it's just riveting
0: yeah i i no disagreements here i mean i remember watching that movie in the theater and just feeling like completely drained by the end because <laughs> well because you know like, like good pop culture, right? Like uh, like with Star Trek when it's at its best, um, not so much Star Wars, because that's really just kind of fantasy adventure storytelling. There's not really much in the way of messages and those things. But don't digress. So. Yep, yep, We'll yeah, talk sorry, about that another sorry. time. <laughs> um, but for it's me... Okay. Um, uh, shit, where was I? Um, oh, just... Um, I was talking that's about little... how it just kind of was draining watching it in the theater, and um, but it just kind of um, it had. I mean, interspersed in that movie, you know, there's it, well, actually, no, Star Wars did have some quotes that stuck with me and kind of are true to life, mainly coming from Yoda because he is wise. Um, but but things about the Joker and the and the, the the kind of morals and messages that that story brings up which is, you know, that notion that Alfred talks about of some men just want to watch the world burn, right? Um, That notion that, you know, when you're sitting there listening to the Joker give his little talk to Harvey Dent in the hospital, and you're like, on a certain level, he kind of makes sense, right? I mean, he's a monster, but he's pointing out things like, you know, nobody pays attention to a lot of horrific things that happen on a daily basis. But, you know, if you do one thing against the norm, you know, if you threaten one, throw the balance off in society at just a little bit, you know, people lose their shit. And, and so, something
1: that's interesting in, in both of these cases for both of these villains is they both win. Um, yes. So the Joker, obviously... That's a good
0: point. I was, hadn't thought about was, that.
1: Particularly, particularly in this <coughs> adaptation um, and most current adaptations cannot hold his own in a fight with Batman, really. Like,
0: and even Batman in this one,
1: right? Thrashes. Yeah, like, he, he pretty much thrashes him. Um, he, he, you know, he does some hits. I think there's one part where he, like, kicks him with a knife in his shoe, because it's a callback. It's, you know, a reincorporation of when Batman gets the new suit, and Lucius is like, oh, you don't have as much protection against
0: knives. <laughs> right, um, up, right. Yeah, yeah,
1: so yeah. that's a, that's a, a, just a reincorporation thing. But, like, in the actual fight with the Joker, Batman pretty handily defeats him. Um, and a lot of people misread, I think, the ending of this movie because there is the fact that the boats don't blow each other up, right? Mm-hmm. And so, on some level, there's oh,
0: Batman won. Like people are good. People
1: are, are proven <laughs> they're deep
0: good. They're you to right think everybody's as sick yeah. and as twisted as you yeah. are, but deep down, they're good. Sorry,
1: but but the Joker, the Joker basically flips the script on him yes. and proves that no uh he was right because harvey dent is just utterly corrupted at the end of this movie right. and he was the symbol of good right um and it's just he, he's totally become depraved and lunatic and batman has to break his rule
0: i think harvey dent was just a cherry on the ice cream for him because uh I think he was perfectly planning to have just that horrific night of having one blow up blow, blow up the other to prove one point and then turn harvey dent to prove the other um yeah. but yeah no he that's a good point that in both of these stories right that's the theme the villain kind of wins um and yes. somebody has to take the fall for it in the bat in the dark knight case which is why he becomes the dark knight <laughs> which by the way that closing speech, one of my. I just have one line note here that says, that, Gary. That wait. speech
1: is a meme? No, no, that. But it's so good. No,
0: I'm saying I had a one line note in here that said, Gary Oldman is fucking awesome.
1: Oh, my God. I mean. Yeah, Gary, Gary Oldman's one of those guys where, like, in any movie he's in, he will be good. Yeah. You know? It, like, if, even if everybody else around him is awful, which in this movie, they're all good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. There's nobody. Like, there's no bad links good. in this movie, there's no weak links. Ugh. And I think if you. Um,
1: Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent as well as is excellent. And
0: um, that's the thing you that's different about... So, in in this people movie... People forget in the,
1: about him in this movie, I think,
0: because... What's that? He kind of gets... Dr-
1: people forget about, uh, about yeah. Aaron Eckhart in this yeah. movie, because there's so many other great performances going on around him, but, like, he is really, really good in this movie, too. There's
0: no... I mean, everybody, from the mayor, the police commissioner, everybody in this movie is comes through as believable. And just, there's no, but they, but you're right, they all get kind of swallowed up by Heath Ledger and Christian Bale and Gary Oldman, right? I mean, those guys yeah. just kind of, you know, um, I'll watch Gary Oldman do anything. And actually, on a non-nerd note, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, is to watch The Darkest Hour, his portrayal of Winston Churchill, because it's just unbelievable. It's tough to see yeah um, So... Some other notes I have before we get to the argument. Um, Joker intro, one of the best. And I don't just mean the truck and the robbery. I mean when he goes to the mob butt guys and does the pencil trick.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. And
0: uh, if you're good at something, never do it for free. You know, that Uh, kind of thing.
1: (laughs) If you don't take care of the Batman, uh, Gamble here won't be able to get a nickel.
0: (laughs) And TV guy over there. Yeah, he's he's a (laughs) rat. I know a rat when I see one, and he's definitely a rat. So, um, yeah.
1: Oh, great. Another another note. Uh,
0: the no neck hood. Finally, they address the ridiculousness of the no neck (laughs) hood where he, Batman, cannot turn his head since 1989. That's just a great line where he's like, he's like, you'd like to be able to turn your head. Hmm." (laughs) Was that Lucius? Yeah, Yeah. honestly, that's the other thing. Fucking Morgan Freeman's in these movies. Yeah. So, so, that's one thing the Dark Knight did was, you know, for the, you've had. Superhero movies in the past, going back to the original Superman, the 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 big the big name casting of like Marlon Brando and Gene Hackman back in the day. If you don't know, kids, look them up. They're fantastic actors.
1: Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson <laughs> in
0: nineteen eighty nine. Which, by the way, people thought. Which is just crazy. People thought that movie was going to be ridiculous until I mean, jet and if you watch eighty nine Batman. There's no way that movie succeeds without Jack Nicholson as a Joker.
1: I mean, I mean, I I would say this though. I don't think Nicholson's performance holds a candle too.
0: Well, um, that's a whole other discussion. But that you, I would argue better. that that for the tone of that movie, he was fine, and for what they were going for in that I movie, mean, yes, he was fine. This movie was totally completely different, and yes, and, yeah. So, um, I love that the um, the back, the Joker's backstory is is and the fact that he changes it every time he tells it is just fantastic like cuz when you first hear it you're like oh my god this is his origin and then uh then you... And then you hear it again. You hear it again, yeah. Totally right. And each time he tells it, it's tells fucking it, horrifying, right? I think he tells it three different times. Yeah. Or is it just twice? I think it's three different times. Know. The last time, yeah. though, he's like, he has Batman on his back going, did I ever tell you how I got my scars? He goes, no, but no, I know how you got these ones. I know how you got these. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a that great, great line. All right. Oh,
1: my God. That's the, the one thing I will say... Christian Bale's Batman voice, still ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know who gave no, him the green for that. No, you know
0: what? I'm fine with it. What they should have done, though, is what they did with Arrow on the TV show Arrow, which is just make it that it was voice-altering...
1: A voice yeah, modulator, voice modulator. Just,
0: See, just, don't have a just don't have Christian Bale going, talking like this, you know? Just put a reel, just say it's an electronic voice modulator, okay, and then we're fine. Ke- I don't know, man.
1: I think Kevin Conroy's Batman voice is still the best. Um, but,
0: you know... Well, you can understand, though, like, like, That's deep, deep nerd. That, um, <laughs> not to dwell on this, because we've already been talking like 45 minutes or more. I haven't gotten to the fight yet, but that yeah. guys is how this goes, and um, get used to it. So, yep. Um, but uh, uh, what the fuck was I saying? Something about um, Christian Bale's Batman
1: versus Conroy. Oh, uh, just the voice That's thing.
0: Um, when you think about it, every anybody who wants to be a vigilante probably needs to mask their voice, right? Especially if you're yeah. Bruce Wayne. So the fact that nobody ever masked their voice with a modulator before is kind of stupid. Um, but then again, so there's the whole notion of putting on a mask and you know running around beating up people. Yeah. So all right, I mean, quotes, Andrew. Okay. Quotes. I have some quotes for you. Qu-
1: What's the quotes?
0: Um, are
1: we, where are we are? We are we bridging into the fight now? No, no. This
0: is uh, when Harvey Dent's at the party and he's talking to Alfred and he says quietly to him. Any psychotic ex-boyfriends I should be aware of? Oh, you have no <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, let her go. Very poor choice Very poor of words. Very poor choice of words.
1: <laughs> that's one of those... Oh, my God. That quote is like a... That's like a, a an automatic trigger for me. Yeah, I mean, how, there's just... From how good that moment is.
0: Heath Ledger just has so many great lines in that movie. I didn't really write them all down, but... um. Yeah. And then just kind of on a storytelling note, I just... I remember watching this, and, and one of the things that also kind of cemented, okay, this one's different, was they killed off Rachel pretty brutally. Oh, man. And That's that was a,
1: oh, fucking and not, crazy. Not only not and only heartbreaking but the thing where they burn his face
0: is like, oh, my God, that seems brutal. But it's just heartbreaking. You know, she's trying to soothe, then it's going to be fine, even if she knows she's about to die. And then you're just yeah. sucked in, and it's just like, oh, my God, that is just horrific. And yeah. then I thought, I had a note, um, but I don't think it applies because, because I think you know her more, I don't know as much about the uh, Batman comics as maybe some other, as most other folks, but does that was that kind of a link to killing her off? Was that a link to kind of death in the family or was that more about Batwoman or Batgirl?
1: No, no. Cause death in the family is specifically Barbara Gordon. That's the thing. Okay. Um, or, or yeah, so it's, it, well, no death in the family is, um, no death in the family is Robin death in the family is Jason Todd, uh, Killing, Killing Joke is Killing Joke. Killing Joke is Barbara okay. Gordon. Where where Joker paralyzes her and does unspeakable things to her to torture Jim Gordon. Um but yeah, that's a different character and I don't think it was particularly a nod to Killing Joke. Okay.
0: Um yeah.
1: Maybe maybe it was, but I, I don't believe it was. On a
0: was, side so. note, I, I hope they, they get to that because uh in like the Titans TV show because they have yeah. Jason Todd in there and he is kind of a little dick, so maybe that'll happen. Jason Todd uh canonically
1: is not killed and becomes Red Hood.
0: <laughs> so Wait, who um, become who's the one that gets killed?
1: No no no. Jason Todd is is I, I don't I'm not sure how the continuity works because it may not be the same continuity where he becomes Red Hood. But, oh,
0: it might um, be like New 52 or something? I don't know.
1: I, I know I know. in some continuities he becomes Red Hood because basically Joker <laughs> convinces him that Batman abandoned him, um, and then he's like, oh, Batman's wasn't, wrong, we should be murdering people. Wasn't
0: the one that got killed, wasn't that Jason Todd originally?
1: Yes, but I think they retconned it and made him Red Hood later, where they're like, "Oh, you only thought he was." Oh dead my or God, something.
0: they're like fucking soap or... operas when they do that shit. I can't stand yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
1: but but um, I mean, Red Hood's kind of badass. Red Hood's cool. Yeah. But...
0: Um. All right, so we've kind of done our our feelings on the uh, on the movies, and yes, um, I think it's time, it's time the for this. the heavyweight match, folks. And now, for the moment you've all been waiting for, in this corner, I already did all that shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah whatnot. Um. All right. Anyway, so, so how ding do ding, man, this, this is, is it. All right.
1: How do we want to start this argument? Do we want to take turns, or do we wanna? Do we wanna? Um. I say. Do we wanna fight? I say, plead your case for Thanos. I I think no. I think you should plead your case. I think I think Joker should go first cuz he's sort of the uh the established. I feel like he's kind of the incumbent here. Um
0: you know, I feel like I just, my feeling mainly is that um and maybe my my feeling on it is just clouded by the overall like we noted we both noted that that it's a better movie, right? Dark Knight's a better movie yes, overall. Yes. Just the scope of it, the performances, the story itself is very it's much more relatable in that sense, obviously, than people running around and flying around in suits and fighting in space. Yeah. Um, but for me, just specifically for this, it's, it's the performance and the writing. I mean, I can't, I can't take my eyes off Heath Ledger's performance in this movie. Um, and, and, you know, throughout, I'm not a huge, like I said, I'm not a DC comics guy. I don't have a lot of lore going back for me and understanding the lore of Batman and Joker, but you know, just from what I've known in the movies and and what I know of the two characters, you know, Joker's always been, you know, the end to Batman's Yang or vice versa, right? He's always been yes. he's always been the counterweight, right? Like like the movie points it out, right? He is he is the agent of chaos to Batman's uh law and order, right? Yes. You know, Batman is about protecting to a certain extent the status quo about about getting justice uh, for the innocent and 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 protecting the weak whereas joker's whole impetus is there's no order there's no meaning there's no method and quite honestly they're both right you just have to pick a side and and mm-hmm. a guy like the Joker has just decided. You know what? Whatever happened in his life that made him go this way. And you know, obviously, I don't think there's any tie really to the Joker movie that was just out. That kind of gives a backstory. Um, Great movie, though. You know, uh, he he is he throughout the film. He is that he is that agent of chaos. He doesn't give a flying fuck about anything, and all he wants to do is just pr- his mission in life. As he, he says, he's dangling from the from the from the winner's like, kill you? Why would I kill you?
2: You Yeah. You're like,
0: you complete me, right? That was actually a callback. <laughs> yeah. That line was a callback to another movie Heath Ledger was in, which was uh uh Oh no, it wasn't that. You complete me. What was that? I can't remember. I think it was um a Tom Cruise movie. Anyway, but but that whole point of just um uh You know just perfectly portraying just you know brilliant but insane and just constantly being a step ahead and and just he you know when he gives the backstories right when he tells his backstory every time even especially the first time when you think it's the real thing and then the second time you're blown away and he's telling some other story but even the stories he's telling and the way he's telling it are mesmerizing right they're they're heartbreaking stories and they're mesmerizing and and, you know, all the little that 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 affectation of this guy who's just sees it everything's a big joke. Everything all of life is just it's just in the universe, it's just this big joke, this sick joke we're all living in and he's gonna prove it to everybody. And, you know, when he he's doing something horrific, you know, like his He's blowing up a hospital and you know it's comical because he's walking around and then I found out later this was ad-libbed because there was yeah, something right where he's clicking on the detonator won't go work and he's just kind of like, eh, you know, shrugging his shoulders and it's funny but he's committing this horrific act um and you know he's doing that all through the movie and um and he just skirts that 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 line between brilliance and insanity all the way through um and he almost you know the 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 things he says on a certain level and that's the writing largely as well as the performance but yeah, that's... they they make sense um and uh you know the the video the video, the, hostage, kind of the video with the hostage the video with the hostages is fucking creepy right the the performances in there where he goes oh, yeah that's where he goes horrible. from like um you know laughing to threatening to just psycho all in that same sequence in the video. Uh, you know, I, I guess I just have to rest it on the fact that, that for me, largely, um, maybe not, I mean, certainly the, and I don't want to touch on your, what you're going to say about your side, you know, I think the scope, obviously, of what Thanos is trying to do is obviously much bigger. But I just think the the writing and the performance for me is just, you know, it, it, it's the perfect, I don't know if you'll ever find a better pairing of Batman and Joker to do and performed any better. Certainly, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's another fight we have coming, certainly not the Suicide Squad Joker. <laughs> so, alright, uh, so I'm going to stop monologuing there, there and the I'm going to let you talk. Of the
1: character ever, so.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop monologuing and let you go on Thanos. So you, give me your pitch. Okay.
1: So, Joker, right? We got this guy, great villain, great villain. I, I agree with most of the points you said. Here's the thing about Thanos, he's a different kind of villain. Now, here's my here's an, a a big point that I love about Thanos is that he's just like always the most powerful person in the room. Basically, it's like when you're watching this movie, he's just a fucking house he's unstoppable um and i think that like from the begin, from from the from the very beginning of the movie the thesis statement basically is he's like dragging thor by his head through the ruins of the asgardian um, the ship. escape ship right. yeah and it's just like wow you know he just fucking thrashed thor thor was basically the strongest of the original avengers you know what i mean like he's if anybody's gonna take this guy down like it's gonna be thor and we're seeing right at the start one of the first few shots of the movie he's been fucking thrashed and we didn't even see it happen so it's even more minimized like the amount of effort he might have put into the fight yeah
0: not not to interrupt Um, you but i I think the the statement of Thanos' strength is when he bitch slaps hulk around but but i'll stop there
1: yeah Yeah, well well well, i was about to get to that is that we see that so we see that and it's like Holy shit, that just happened. But then he also thrashes the fucking Hulk in a fist fight, no less. Like he doesn't even use his 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 powers. He just fist fights him and he wins. Right? So it's the brute strength is there, and then we also see that the supernatural strength is there. And and we're wondering we're we're immediately wondering, like, how the fuck is anybody in the is anybody going to stop this guy, right?
0: And this, this is before Um, he gets all the infinity stones and all that stuff too. Right.
1: I think he only, he only has one of them. He only has one of them at this time. Um, so he's already pretty fucking unstoppable. And that's just a feeling you have throughout the entire movie is just that, holy shit, this guy is unbelievably powerful and unstoppable. And I know that's not like, you know, that alone does not a perfect villain make. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's a huge factor. I think like, especially in the type of story that they're pulling off here is that he's just so insanely powerful and, and scary, you know Um, the Joker is scary in a way of like, wow, this guy could be real basically. And he has no morals and you know, he'll burn the whole world to the ground. Right. Um,
0: Thanos goes and does it.
1: (laughs) Thanos, Thanos is scary in the fact that, you know, he can basically just do it. Um, And, and he's, you know, the Joker is the chaotic evil, right? Whereas Thanos is kind of a
0: lawful evil type. Um, which is why this is an interesting Oh, man, variant. you're going hardcore nerd there, my friend. That's hardcore. That's yeah, bringing know, the d and lingo into this. Every, everybody knows the D&D
1: alignments <laughs> now. It's
0: not back in my day, nerd. Sonny. That was only for true nerds that knew that stuff. But, uh, mm, uh, back
2: in my yeah, day, Back in my know? day.
0: Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So. Okay, so...
1: Thanos, you got the lawful evil type, right? And and another thing about Thanos is, what's his whole mission statement? His whole mission statement is, I'm going to save the universe through population control, right? Because, I mean, people, human population, th- th- this is very a very real problem. The human population, I don't know if you noticed, it's probably too high. Um, if there's a carrying capacity for humans on this planet we are either approaching it or may have already surpassed it.
0: Um, well, that, a that's actually for just you. to touch on that briefly, but that's been a, a theory that's been around since the 19th century. Originally, we we're supposed to run out of room like 100 years ago, but we keep inventing new technologies and ways of feeding people that yes. circumvent it. But anyway, go ahead. So there is it is
1: possible right. that there is no carrying capacity for humanity, but... That said, well, I would
0: argue that we're, we're seeing the effects through, you know, global, global climate change and other things. But yeah, go ahead. But, right. Anyway, back but up, back on topic.
1: <laughs> overpopulation is a potentially, like, real issue, which is why I think that Thanos' whole, you know, mission statement sort of hits home a little bit. You know what I mean? Because it's like, he's basically, he, this is a guy who's experienced... The, he, he's experienced the downfall of his entire race because they became overpopulated, and they, you know, they basically went into anarchy.
0: He did nothing about it.
1: Proposed, right. right. He proposed his solution, which, you know, was not a great solution. I mean, he, he, looking at it empirically, well, he, just... his solution
0: his solution would not actually work. <laughs> so, so, but could I, I just chime in quick? Somebody pointed yeah. out, like, if you have these Infinity Stones. Why don't you just make the universe twice as big, or make double the food?
2: Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Nope, but, but I gotta kill then everyone. He be, then,
1: then he wouldn't. Then he wouldn't be as much of a villain, right? Exactly. Um,
0: I'm going yeah, to get so, these stones and then make food and, for everyone. Well, I think you. Oh, right you All right, on, right on, man. Let's help I, you out.
1: I think you could. I think you could argue that if you did that, then elites would just hoard the resources, Uh-oh. and right, uh, let's, the, the starving masses would would be would be left let's to just, left to let's die. Let's just
0: save that one for another.
1: But that's a whole, that's different a whole other
0: different argument. <laughs> that a That'll different be the political talk. show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but anyway,
1: Thanos' whole thing, it, it's kind of talking about something that could be a real world problem. And when you're listening to him talk about it, he's he's one of those people where um, when, when you're thinking about the Joker, you think to the Joker, wow, this guy has a point. When you think about Thanos at first blush, you think, wow, this guy might be right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not that he has a point. It's that he may be correct. Um, and this is just, you know, there's only a grim solution where it sucks,
0: So you can, but
1: it's going to have to happen. You can see
0: in my notes, right, like I, the first one I have under Thanos, because we're sharing the notes with each other, I wrote, yeah, he has a logic, even if it's monstrous, right? He's yes. not just a comic um, book villain. He actually has a history and he has a reason to his madness, a method to his madness, yes. right?
1: He has a he has a concrete plan. Right. Um, he he is the man with a plan, uh, and he's going to enact that plan no matter what the cost. Yeah. Um, so I guess to that to that end, he kind of has a similarity with Joker in that he will literally do anything to achieve his goals. Um, there's no there's no act he will not stoop to, to uh to to achieve. What he what his uh, his ambition and
0: and to that point right I mean the scene where he has to sacrifice Gamora
1: I, I, oh, I'm I sorry go
0: ahead I'm never mind sorry I'm this is your turn it. yep you're right Scott but
1: you're right Scott get into it zip it anyway so that's you know he has this 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 unstoppable uh, will right so the other thing that I think we get with Thanos that we do not get with the Joker is humanization. So a lot of Dark Knight has this sort of theming that revolves around symbolism and and uh, you know the characters becoming a symbol. That's sort of the whole the whole point of the movie. Um, and the Joker's whole thing is that he basically wants to be the symbol of chaos, right? He uh, he wants to he wants to be that symbol, right? And something that is evident kind of that adds to his whole he's kind of an enigma right throughout the whole thing he's he never tells the same backstory twice he's not we have no concrete knowledge of where he came from or who he is right he just is kind of a an embodiment of a force basically um whereas thanos we see an actual humanization of the character a lot i think um you know, he's, he's, which, which is remarkable considering he's a CG character. Um, but he actually, you know, despite everything, despite the fact that he is, you know, a, a crazy, horrible, uh, madman Titan that is going to destroy half the universe, he still has people he cares about and he still has, you know, um, an, an emotional life, right? He, he, Despite his bizarre and cruel treatment of of Gamora, his daughter, he still uh, he still loves her. You know,
0: I think he, would, ar- I think he still, would argue that she's the only thing that he has any emotional attachment to. Right?
1: I would agree yeah. with that sentiment. Um, and, and you know, we have a
0: couple different
1: scenes where where we see that come through, and we see a weird, a, a more human side of this bizarre, uh, scroat chin purple <laughs> man. Right? So. Like, there's the scene where he has he has the knife on her home planet and he's, you know, he takes this little girl aside and he's having her, you know, distracting her from the horrible massacre of half her people, um, which is grim and horrible. But at the same time, we see a weird little kinder side to Thanos' character, you know what I mean? Even if it's just to this one little girl, he's still willing to sort of shield a, a part of her innocence at that moment,
0: from, yeah, that's fair. From
1: The brutality, yeah. um, even though we, you know, you find out later, obviously, that that did not last. Mm. Um, he's he's eventually a horribly abusive uh, parental figure and uh, pitting his daughters <laughs> against each other and whatnot. I think he wrote a great In parenting combat, book. Uh, you know, it's uh, parent, parent. how to raise your child to be the ultimate warrior <laughs> for the destruction of half <laughs> <Right>. the universe. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, parenting by Thanos. And then the other great scene for it, or there's two two other great scenes for it, where he eventually, you know, makes the sacrifice of Gamora to get the Soul Stone, and you actually see him, you know, just actually in despair, right? And and when he comes to the apparition after achieving his goals, he sees the young Gamora and she says, what did it cost you? And he says, Everything, everything, yeah. Right? Yeah, that was very he,
0: touching.
1: Yeah. Sacrifice is the only thing he cares about. Um, and to me, that makes him just that much more badass. Right. Right? That he will just...
0: I don't know. I mean, I will literally... Go ahead. Sorry.
1: I mean, he's a bad hes a bad man, but it's, it's pretty fucking badass to just be able to sacrifice anything to achieve your goals, right? Well,
0: I don't know if badass um, is the right word there, but yeah.
1: Not, no, you know I what know I mean. know what you mean. It's, it's just
0: like... It's commitment. I'll give you that.
1: Yeah. Yes, he's he's utterly committed, which is something that the Joker is never. He's never committed to anything. He's always a uh, random, you know,
0: Ooh, a dog oh, chasing. Cars. Here goes the fight, buddy. I'm ready on this the one. The only
1: thing, the only
0: thing the Joker is committed I'm just a, to, like a dog chasing causing, a car. I won't know what to do if Joker, I ever catch it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the only thing the Joker
1: is committed to is causing chaos. um and But that is his mission, guess,
0: right? I, I would say he's as he's as idea. committed to that mission as Thanos is to his. But per, yes, perhaps but, so. So maybe that's a. But point. listening to you describe your points, I think they're really good points. And um, I would say that, um. On a certain level, it, it feels weird to say this about a purple nine foot, twelve foot tall nut sack chinned alien, but in CG, but he's almost more relatable, right? He's way more relatable yeah. than the
1: Joker is, I think. Well, because um, the
0: Joker's a maniac, right?
1: Because the Joker's just a maniac. He's a maniac. Like, maniac. There's no, there is no reasoning with the Joker. Um, and and um. another interesting thing about Thanos is, I, I think, is his ability to uh, to show a, a, an interesting kind of mercy to people that a lot don't, a lot of people don't, um, you know, a, a lot of the time we don't see. Like Thanos spares Tony Stark because. When he's defeated him, you know, he doesn't have to kill him to to, to achieve well, his goals. Well, one thing goals. I wasn't he's sure not, about
0: was when he snaps his fingers. If, if he had any control over who lives, really, right? But I don't know. Um, interesting thought, but I feel like with
1: Gamora dead at that moment, and and the position he's in in that moment, he probably didn't. I mean, really I'm pretty
0: sure he hated the fucking Guardians, it. and most of them bought it. So that's why I was thinking maybe yeah. he spared some people, but not everyone. Well,
1: well, I yeah. don't know.
0: I don't know if he. Well, I mean, obviously he
1: didn't spare everybody. That's his whole mission. Right. But like, when he's carrying out this mission, like, he doesn't. I don't think he unnecessarily um, targets people. You know what I mean? He's he basically will do whatever it takes. But once it moves past whatever it takes,
0: he stops. Well, he makes he know? makes a big point about it'll be fair. It won't. It'll be unbiased. Yes. It's going to be half and half. That's it. Dispassionate. Right. Um, so. Which is... Yeah. Yeah. Do you have more on that? You still going? Um,
1: I just... But on on the subject of whether or not he could choose people who are dying, I don't think at the moment that he does it, he would have the ability to do that, considering he's literally on the brink of death himself at that moment. Yeah. I think he kind of just had to be like, kill half the universe! You know?
0: <laughs> it's true. I forgot he had um, the axe in his chest at that point, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, he...
1: You should have gone for the head.
0: Great Great line. Yeah.
1: Which is another testament to Thanos' indomitable resolve because even when he's been smashed through the fucking chest with a <laughs> you know mystic axe he will literally just power through the pain that's commitment people and just yeah. he will power through the pain and
0: just finish the mission yeah. you know
1: what i mean no matter what what it takes
0: um so um i don't necessarily disagree i think i think we both have some good points and there's really not anything controversial I think in either side I think it just comes down to as as I listen to you talk about it is you know what are you what each of us are judging things on is slightly different I'm kind of judging things both on character writing and performance and I think that so that's another thing I wanted to bring up while you were talking and I I had a note on it but I didn't want to disrupt you too much was that go ahead on a performance level, that's probably some of the best voice acting and motion capture ever, right? I mean, it's really so good. the writing first of all is all there, just like just like Dark Knight. Um,
1: I will say uh, the writing for and mocap for uh, Arthur Morgan and RDR two might. Might surpass
0: it. Yeah, but, I'm not. That's I, video that's that's, that's that's why this that's podcast isn't game. about video games because I don't know shit about that. But, <laughs> yeah. so. but if uh, if you're um,
1: if you're if you're a gamer and you're into single player experiences and you're living under a rock, listen, buddy. Red Dead Redemption Two,
0: a okay. Save that for your uh, solo podcast, there, buddy. We're <laughs> yeah. on a, we're on a time limit here. Actually, we're not. We have all the yeah. time in the world we're until mom bullshit, gets home with but. the <laughs> until, until mom gets home with the groceries. Yeah. Um, so but yeah i mean the animation's great obviously and the vo- Josh brolin's great um and the one line I, I i have which touches on what you brought up which is you don't hate him you you yeah. understand his logic you, really you kind of know where he's coming from and on a certain level you think yeah kind of makes sense we are when, fact, you at, when you look at you when you look at when you look at the to kind of talk to your point when you look at how ineffective we are at dealing with national and global crises even now right um
2: when you think directly retarded. related
0: to to the scale of our societies and population like yeah. global warming you know climate change and um oh by the way if you don't believe in that stuff fuck off
1: um yeah, you don't you don't
0: uh, you don't get to believe in you it don't believe in science change. doesn't give a fuck about what you believe so so suck my that johnson so. um so there. So that's half the audience. Um,
1: that's there's politics,
0: right? Uh, Don't bring politics into movies. Yeah, fuck off on that too. Like, um, anybody? If you fuck if off. you fuck off. Judean people's <laughs> front.
2: <laughs> what well, the people's
0: front? Of Judea. All right. Um, so yeah. So I kind of, you know, I'm very malleable, Andy, as you know, and I, you make strong arguments. I think for me, though, it always comes down to and maybe it's it's being an old guy, but I look at the live-action performance, I look at Heath Ledger and what he did, and maybe it's also colored by the fact that, you know, he accidentally OD'd after that. And from what I read, that was actually, his family was saying, like, yeah, it wasn't really the part, it was just he took the wrong meds with the wrong stuff.
1: No, I, I don't necessarily believe it was yeah. that, but there have been arguments made
0: that, No, I understand, that, that, yeah, that it, that it messed with him. Um, but, you know, I just... You know, I, I, I'll admit I can turn off Infinity War. I can. I'm watching that movie. I can turn it off. If I'm like you said, if I'm watching Dark Knight and I'm watching him on screen, I can't turn it off. And I can't separate the performance from the character from the film. And for me, that for me, that's always going to win. This is one of those Sophie's choices. Okay, it's not really because that's a completely different thing.
1: Yeah, it's not quite. No, a, not, not as
0: horrific. But. Uh, <laughs> For me, it's just something that I can't really, um, you know, I, I guess I can't pull myself away from that performance and, and just at, and also I can't separate what it meant at the time as well. And really, I, I feel like, um, like when I, when I watch that performance, I think, I don't think I'll see anything like that for a long time. And I don't think I've seen anything like that since. And, and also, but I do think to your point, I think the you can't argue it on a on a powers thing, right? I mean, it's complete, they're apples and oranges, right? I uh, I can't do uh, that.
1: Uh, okay. You're, I think okay. wait, I think Wait, wait,
0: wait. Wait. The question is who's a better <laughs> villain? And I took that to mean Character writing story. If you're gonna talk about like shit, like you know who could kill who. I mean, that's okay. We can we can do that, but that's that's like a 10-second no, argument. No,
1: that's, <laughs> so, that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm right. saying here. That's not what I'm saying here. I, but what I'm what I am saying is in joke in the movie Joker's in the power level he has doesn't really matter. Right. In Thanos's case, the power level does matter. You know what I mean? Like his powers, his power makes makes part of his character because part of his character so whole, is feeling yeah. like that part of the part of that what makes the character is feeling like his success is inevitable you know
0: right I mean? that he's overpowering and that no one can stand up to him like and you and you and made it, a good point about that i when i watched that so that opening scene was to me was like kind of standard hey, this, this is a bad guy and this is how badass he is because, you know, hey, look, here's the Hulk who's who's unstoppable until he meets this guy and then who treats him like a fucking stuffed toy and throws him in a corner and damages his ego to the point where he doesn't come out again for the rest of the movie. Um, so on on that level, um, so I to be fair, and I think we both were saying this, that the writing between those two movies can't be compared. They're completely different kinds no. of stories and the writing... And and performances in Dark Knight, you can't touch those between these two movies. It's just better overall. Yeah, like, it's just I can't
1: I can't argue from that position. And
0: maybe part of that is the difference between of just being able to be able to relate. So Thanos's character may be more relatable in the sense of how he's written, but the realism of of the visuals and and the the performances and dialogue in the dark night I think do a better job of kind of or or are more likely to be relatable to us today obviously, right I mean, we can't really relate to standing on a spaceship and with a giant purple nutsack chin guy so
1: Well you can't you can't directly relate to that exact situation, but I think that part, you know part of what art is, is good at is exploring um, real life and complex ideas, <laughs> through fantastical scenarios like that's what science fiction no that's true not that i'm not that i'm claiming that that infinity war is true science fiction because it really isn't but um you know that's that's kind of what art's all about is is using fantastic situations to explore real life ideas
0: so so Um, for sure so for sure infinity war is about you know as Kevin Smith would say, "Fighty, fighty, right." It's getting a hundred yeah. characters in there, and beating the shit out of each other in ways that you could never depict it ten years ago, or even or twenty years, ago, or even ten years ago. But yes. you already said it. I mean, um, I would say there's a th- there is a thread of good science fiction there, and that it does make you think about, you know, this guy's got a point. You know, we're not doing and, shit and to manage things. So, but obviously, it's just for a it's I just for a half a second because. <laughs> Clearly, that's not a good solution. <laughs> but I mean, but ultimately, know.
1: I yes, it's not a good solution. Right. But there were people coming out of the movie being like, eh, "Thanos is right." You know what I mean? Who said that? Like, <laughs> no, I'm I'm just saying like that has been an opinion oh. that I've seen online. Yeah, there's I a lot of fucking correct. horrible
0: people on the internet.
1: I mean, they're they're dumb <laughs> if you think that. But like, right. but there are people who came out of this movie thinking like, "Yeah, Thanos is right." Um, which is not something you can say
0: for and those people the Joker, voted the for Trump. Sorry.
1: <laughs> um, Sorry. But anyway, well, I was about to get political again, because another thing that I think is kind of cathartic about Thanos as a villain is that a lot like something that, that sort of makes people want to side with him a little bit is that um, we see basically all the time, there's just these totally inevitable threats to human existence and, governments around the world basically just jack the fuck off all the time and deny that it exists. The human strategy is deny that it exists if it scares me, basically, right? And I think it's kind of cathartic for the audience to see Thanos being like, yeah, uh, this is scary, but I'm not denying it exists, and I'm the only one who's going to nut up and do something about it, so fuck you guys, I'm going to kill you all, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I think that's that's another important part of why he's such a great villain, is because he just has that aspect of like, you know what? Sometimes, uh, I'm if as he as he says in the, I think it's the Age of Ultron, um, post-credit scene. This is a weird. My God, I've not, not even that
0: to me that he movie says, says, is like the uh, Temple of Doom for the Avengers movies. He literally,
1: <laughs> he literally sa- No, but but he says, but he says, fine, I'll do it myself. Oh right right, puts right, the glo- right the glove right, on right? right. And I'm like, yeah, that's Thanos. Right. You know, that's why part of what people are just like. I, I think it's part of why people are so compelled by him is because he's the guy who will just there, – there's something that needs to be done, and he's going to fucking do it
0: in his I mind. agree. He is the hero to genocidal maniacs everywhere. Yes. <laughs>
2: um,
0: again, again, I am not agreeing with his, right, with right, his the, solution.
1: Disclaimer, uh, I am not. I am not I, I'm not agreeing <laughs> with him. I'm saying that I can – Understand why he is so. No,
0: I think compelling. I think yes, he is. He is or part a, of why he's so his, compelling. His story is relatable, and there's a logic to it. And honestly, that was my point about you know the speech in the hospital to Harvey Dent was that you know the whole speech about you know if a uh, if a barracks full of soldiers is blown up somewhere nobody cares because oh that's well, the way it's supposed to be right it's not I don't it's not anybody if it, I don't
1: know if um. I don't know if this is going to undermine my argument at all, but uh, I actually think the Joker is more right than Thanos yeah, is. totally. Um, the Joker. I mean, but the thing is, he's less. He's harder to agree with. I think. Well, in the- I want to finish my thought I mean? like, before
0: people think I'm a monster. Which was that you know he makes that yeah. point about if a bunch of if a bunch of soldiers are killed somewhere nobody notices because that's the way it's supposed to be and that's the order. <laughs>
1: if one little old mayor will right.
0: die right <laughs> yeah and it's a funny delivery but it's kind of true right i mean if you know and i to to get my side of being political on it nobody gives a shit about the wars we're in as long as it's not their kids fighting it
1: oh my god the forever war just keeps going because yeah whatever well, like that's way over there right
0: and i remember um, I forgot who it was. I think it was Charlie Rangel, who was always a great villain for the right. But he was—he put a bill out there that was never going to pass. Great Charlie Rangel. Yeah, he was—he put a bill out there to, to he was—he didn't mean it to actually get passed, but to start a draft because the logic being like, well, we'll fight a lot less wars if anybody's kids are going to fight them. Um, because as we've moved to a professional army, you know, people forget the cost in in. You know, everybody's concerned about the cost in treasure, but not anybody's really concerned about the cost in life, and certainly not the cost of life on the other side. So,
1: oh my God! So again, I'm gonna have to cut
0: us off there on the politics side, but 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 that's the Joker's part, right? And that can you tell we're left
1: wingers? Yeah. (laughs) Again,
0: if you're you're Trump, or fuck off. Um, Yeah. So. Don't need you. Sorry. Not our crowd. Um, So. Although as soon as we start making money, we have to start working on our pitches for ads. You know,
1: I'm not particularly scared about cornering the fashion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not particularly antsy about getting the support of. Yeah, uh, the crypto yeah.
0: I'm not really. I'm not really shooting for the white supremacist market. So again, all you yeah. people with those leanings, go fuck yourselves. Um, so, but anyway, to get back to that, yeah, that that is the Joker's point, which is that you know. And it makes me wonder if part of his backstory is is that he realizes that, you know, whatever tragedy he may have suffered, nobody cared. Um, and the great thing about the Joker is, though, and which is why I really didn't care about them making a Joker backstory movie was, is that you shouldn't care. You shouldn't know who he is or why. You just know that he is, and he's going to be fucking insane, and he is, he is the agent of chaos. And so, so I don't know, man. I don't... I don't think we have a winner here. I think we have... This is one of the milder well, arguments we've had, right? For sure. Yeah,
1: this is not as vociferous as some of our other arguments get because we both love these characters and we both think they're great characters. Um, you should see the Suicide Squad debate. So just so around. folks... Holy
0: shit. So folks if who may or may not be... Or if you're not listening, you're not going to know. But if, for, for, for anyone who's listening, the first episode <laughs> was going to be uh, whether or not suicide squad was just a bad movie or the worst movie ever because andrew as i like to say thinks that movie took a shit in his mouth and he's never recovered so
1: well that movie to me is what rise of skywalker was to you (laughs) because because i know
0: honestly that movie
1: I, i was so yeah i was so hyped to see that movie and i was like oh it looks so great I'm uh, not that I thought Rise of Skywalker looked great because it looked like dog shit
0: to me from the moment that the trailers were coming out. Right. Up. But um, oh my god, we, was, we gotta have a show about about the Star that's Wars be, sequel trilogies. Uh, we'll have
1: we'll have a lot of shows about Star Wars, I'm sure, because right. we can talk for hours about Star Wars. But right. um, you know, when I saw the trailers for 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 Suicide Squad, I was like, oh, this looks great. And I think Suicide Squad was the first theater experience I had where I genuinely hated. <laughs> You know, um, I walked out of the movie feeling like I wanted my money back. Yeah. That was the first time that had ever happened it's, to it's me. It's hard. So it really stuck in yeah. my mind, and I fucking revile that movie to this day. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's so
0: it's really more it's of the rubber band awful. effect for you.
1: Well, well, it's not just that though. Like the movie fails on every right, possible right. level.
0: We're, we're gonna, that's a whole different. We're discussion. gonna yeah, we're gonna have to stop it there because you know. <laughs> anyway, so, so right. I will say. To wrap this up, I don't I don't see a clear winner here. I think there's merits on both sides, I but I I'm gonna stick by my Joker thing.
1: Either. Um well something that I think we should do, if you're amenable to it, is I think that whatever audience we can accrue should decide
0: who won. Sure. Um I think that I mean if you really want appreciate... to embarrass yourself like that, sure, you can put that out there.
1: Well well look, here's the thing, <laughs> I'm willing to let the people decide. Um, or person I, I, am I'm a, (laughs) yeah, well, I'm willing to let the two people who are watching us decide, you know, um, I think I'll make a, uh, a straw poll or some kind of online poll. Um, and I'm thinking of posting this on YouTube. So I will put that in like the video description. Uh, Uh,
0: you're not recording this video, are you? no, not could, video. Because I look like shit. Don't,
1: don't, yeah, no, I've uh, I've been like wiping my nose and shit throughout half of this, so I'm not ready right. for camera right now. Right. Um,
2: it's a. Uh, I have a face yeah, made for really radio, as camera. the
0: saying goes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, if if I post this there, um, then that will be something that can happen. But um, I think we're kind of at a stalemate ish here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I mean? I,
1: I, um,
0: like you said, I don't feel strong enough to like go to the mat either way on this, except just to say that I think for me, I still lean towards the Joker for the reasons I said. And,
1: and I'll admit, I'll admit, I think I'm arguing an underdog position here um, yeah. that having finished out the little argument,
2: uh,
1: do I believe that? <laughs> Kind of devil's
0: advocate. Uh, you shouldn't seat your position before the poll goes out, right? So it's kind of <laughs> yeah, bad politics.
1: Know, it's, I'm kind of I'm kind of a, I,
0: I have a feeling about who will win this debate. May I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I here's honestly what I would expect is if we get more than five people listening to this, uh, and they and they fall into different age groups, like the older and younger. Groups, I yeah. You'll probably see people line up that way, but that, that's my yeah. guess. Um. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's I'm interested to
1: see A if we get any listeners at all and B if we get um you know a good a good uh response, you know. Um and what 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 happens. So you know? Yeah, I think that's what we're just about wrapped up.
0: Yeah, right? I think the only way to get listeners is to finish this fucking thing and post it. So <laughs> Yeah. And I would so. like to say right now as a closing uh to Audible Adam and Eve um adam and eve uh, definitely what's another, stamps.com that's kind of old right what's another one any of those yeah. uh, people out there the who undies. are looking for um the completely unknown podcasters um who have never done it before and want us to sell shit i am more than willing to sell dildos over the internet
1: yeah I'll sell i'm dildos. not going to try I'll them sell i'm pretty sure
0: i'm not going to try i'll them.
1: sell socks yeah probably not going to try them. no but I'll sell them. I'll I'll shill them all
0: you whatever want. Whatever you want, as dirty as, as, I'll dirty your, as fuck. I'll, I'll shill your laundry. Yeah, absolutely. I'll
1: shill your vibrators. Yep.
0: Flowers, whatever you want. I'll. Yep. Uh,
1: yeah, I'll shill Blue Apron. Yep. I mean, whatever.
0: Capitalism. Am I right, people?
1: As long yeah. as it works for me. It's definitely the only system that works, <laughs> and that's not
0: sarcasm. <laughs> anyway. That is a great note to end on. Can you tell we're leftists yet, Andrew? Um, <laughs> I think we've we've said our piece. It's been a good fight, buddy.
1: Yeah, it's been a good uh, a good if if um not particularly vociferous. and, and fight. no
0: matter uh, how these fights go, I'm going to end it the same way. I love you, buddy. Love you too, Dad. Right. Signing off. Aww. Aw. Aww. Aww. Cute. All right. Anyway. That's all. Yeah, that's about it.
2: All right, folks. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.